एक मिनट रुक जाओ रेडी होने दो चलो ये कर लेते हैं अक्षय हाय दिस इज सौरभ एंड यू आर लिसनिंग टू द फाउंडर थीसिस पॉडकास्ट वी मीट सम ऑफ द मोस्ट सेलिब्रेटेड सार्ट ऑफ फाउंडर्स इन द कंट्री एंड वी वॉन्ट टू लर्न हाउ टू बिल्ड यूनिकॉर्न just a quick note about this show we'd like to apologize to all our listeners for the technical and audio issues with regards to this recording a transcript of this entire conversation will be available on our website thepodium.in a link to the transcript will also be attached in the description of the show hi my name is amit gupta i'm ceo and co-founder of yulu our guest today could not have been more unique He's the co-founder of two unicorns and instead of resting on his laurels he decided to quit and start a brand new startup that solves a social problem. Amit Gupta started life in a business family in Kanpur but he was slated for bigger and better things in life having co-founded the first unicorn from India in Mobi but that's not all he also conceptualized and launched glance within in Mobi which today counts google as a backer and as a unicorn by itself and never want to settle he's now hard at work trying to solve one of the most chronic problems facing city dwellers traffic and last mile connectivity you see no matter how good a public transport a city has people still need mobility to reach their destination from the metro station etc and that's where amit's 4 year old startup yulu comes in yulu is solving the twin problem of traffic and pollution by renting out e-bikes that people can rent from drop off at conveniently located docks and you may think that the lockdown would have hit them hard but you'd be surprised at the numbers listen on as amit gupta talks to akshay dat about his fascinating entrepreneurial journey so like when you turn 30 you like quit to yes, a month a month prior to that yeah. i quit okay. and i actually started uh, another company hmm. uh, which was not in mobi by the way hmm. it was uh, into business intelligence and analytics platform company hmm. and uh, uh, although same time around same time uh, my 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 batchmate navin hmm. he was moving from us to india hmm. so you know he, he came to me and he was he parked himself in bangalore and then we started talking about you know how things are etc hmm. and then uh, he also had this idea of doing a startup and hmm. and i thought that maybe it's a good idea for me to uh, become part of the same team and that's how in mobi happened okay. so rather than doing that business intelligence platform thing hmm. i decided to m coach back then the hmm. uh, m coach became in mobi as you know hmm. so uh, when you and navin had your initial discussions about what you will do what was the idea and you know how did that evolve into what finally got executed like like tell me about that journey of uh, the, the go to market journey if i can use that term so it was 2006 hmm. and back then mobile phone started becoming important the hmm. india started having hundreds of millions of people hmm. mobile was no longer in the hands of crazy rich people Hmm. it it started to be seen in the hand of maid drivers etc hmm. and uh, uh, it was very evident that you know uh, india's connectivity or communication uh, answer is going to be this device and hmm. we were very fascinated with what google was doing hmm. Hmm. to desktop pc and they created this huge ad business hmm. so thought that maybe this mobile phone is also going to be same hmm. where they will be because if lot a lot of people are using it and they are doing uh, more than just talking hmm. they will be consuming time on that device and maybe there's an advertising opportunity hmm. Hmm. so that's how we we thought of building an ad business uh, for mobile phones hmm. uh, and i think back then it was actually very very crazy idea hmm. because uh, there was no smartphone 
the smartest phone which was available was uh, Moto Razor or mm. BlackBerry. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. That was the smartness uh, possible stuff. Mm. But mm. Uh, this was pre-iPhone, basically. Pre-iPhone, pre-Android, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when we started the company, it was primarily on SMS. And mm. uh, we thought that we'll probably do a search. And that's why the company M and Coach mm. Mm. Mobile, M for mobile there, basically. Correct, correct. Yeah. Yeah. But very soon we realized that, you know, it's not going to work. Mm. And uh, we probably, because when you are doing ads uh, with respect to text, which is SMS, mm. you are very limited by the number of uh, characters mm. that you can deal with. Second thing, there's no targeting. Mm. Third, there's no delivery because it was a one-way, you know, broadcast. Mm. And third thing is, you know, you don't know what happens after that. So mm. there's no capability, there's no targeting. Mm. And uh, the, the medium itself was very limited because of the size. And and then phones were also not big. They were very small. Mm. So all you can do is basically just, and then because of, uh, uh, you know, this whole P to A to P, which is application to person, mm. the SMS started becoming more spammy. Mm. Mm. So, and anything which gets basically negative uh, uh, mindset hmm. uh, from a consumer experience perspective you cannot do a good job with advertising hmm. so while we were running it but we also started to understand that this is not going to be a future of no, but, but, but tell me how you actually got that off the ground did you use your own savings or did you get some angel investment and then launch it and how did you spread the word like i mean you know, advertising business depends on volume of users. So, h- how were you acquiring users to uh, to actually launch M codes and make money from M codes? So, very good question. So, we actually raised half a million dollar of angel capital, hmm. uh, angel money. So, Mumbai hmm. Angel hmm. Uh, funded uh, in Mobi uh, M coach. Hmm. We were the hmm. first for them. Okay. And then okay. Uh, we made a short code. If uh, I don't know how old are you, but uh, they were roughly the same age as you, I guess. Uh, my graduation also got over in 2000. Nice. So, Akshay, do you probably remember there was a double eight, double eight? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Where there was a short code, right? Hmm. Time hmm. So hmm. we also basically got triple uh, five actually, hmm. five, okay. five, hmm. and then anyone who was looking for some some information. Hmm. So there was to send some keyword to that number mm. and return will give you the best food or uh, where is a deal going on so that mm. was a model mm. and uh, uh, you know this whole pull mechanism become push mechanism where we started uh, working with likes of NDTV uh, you know click info where they were sending these A to P messages and we were inserting ads in that Help me understand A2P a little better. This is the first okay. time I'm hearing this term. It's a machine which is sending a message to a person. Okay. okay. And then we verify send a message to you. It's called mm-hmm. A2P. A2P is, it is basically mm-hmm. just happening on a click of a button. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Okay. Happens, right? So mm-hmm. this is how uh, things are. So you uh, essentially went through like a, partnerships route to acquire users like you tied up with these brands to help them send their advertising messages uh, yes. like that was the the route yes. so that was the business model hmm. and because it was not uh, seen with positive eyes hmm. we feeling that uh, it's not worth it hmm. 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 So this is how we basically decided to look at mobile internet hmm. rather than sms hmm. Also renamed the company with uh, within Mobi, so that was the background. Uh, when did you do the pivot? Because uh, this was like post iPhone launch, or like you know, because mobile yeah, internet was, was like it was actually before I, iPhone. Hmm. Uh, we were uh, running the business on mobile internet. Okay. So there was a web phone, Nokia, Motorola, hmm. BlackBerry. Hmm. Hmm. So they are the very very primitive browsers. Very, very primitive. Uh, and uh, after we transitioned from this to this, hmm. uh, then uh, we were able to uh, get to uh, the business model of uh, smartphone after one year. 
So what exactly did you pivot into like on mobile internet? Like what were you doing? Yeah, so it's the same thing, but rather than you trying to push an ad, hmm. the ad uh, is more about, uh, you know, being shown as a part of a web page. Okay. Yeah. So you were like uh, building web pages for... An and NDTV hmm. who back then had a web page. Hmm. And then web page will have links and banners, hmm. which hmm. have ads. Okay. 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 So, so that was like the initial offering, like building the web pages and monetizing them through banners for brands. Yes. Okay. Yes. Hmm. And then one fine day, we basically took a hard decision that we should kill, uh, uh, kill this whole SMS business. Hmm. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah, we never uh, look back after that. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And uh, then how did uh, this uh, VAP business evolve, you know, as the landscape changed and I mean, in a way, Google also came into the same space when they launched Android, uh, you know, so so how, how did uh, Inmobi evolve uh, to meet these the, the changing landscape? Sure. So see, from a product perspective, uh, it was the same product. In fact, uh, Google ended up buying a competition of ours called AdMob. Hmm. And uh, that's how they got into this space. But hmm. the difference was that Google plus AdMob, they were building this business in in uh, uh, Western market. Hmm. Hmm. And we basically were building this market in Asia. Hmm. Hmm. So that's how we were basically able to kind of things were happening in parallel. Hmm. Uh, so we were able to survive and that whole model of east to west work for us okay okay yeah, and uh, help me understand uh, how the revenues worked like you know in those years like uh, what uh, what was like the first year revenue and how did that grow over the next couple of years and what was the breakup of that revenue yeah, difficult for me to tell you uh, first of all how much i remember in terms of breakup uh-huh. Those are not public numbers. Okay. Uh, as you can imagine, that uh, mobile internet actually uh, grew like a wildfire, hmm. and uh, with our small base of revenue, hmm. so you actually do see fifty to hundred x. Uh, it's actually kind of a wildfire. So you hmm. you very you grow very very fast, hmm. and hmm. we also adding uh, countries after countries in our in our execution. Hmm. So hmm. we started from India. Then we added our business uh, to Southeast Asia, primarily Indonesia, Malaysia, Thailand, Singapore. Mm-hmm. And then we added African region, European region happened next. So mm-hmm. at a country level, numbers were growing. Mm-hmm. But also we were adding, because the platform was common, so mm-hmm. we were also able to add a bunch of new countries. Mm-hmm. Every quarter, we will be launching our business in one more country. Okay. And that's how the numbers were kind of moving in a much faster space. It was hmm. an exponential rise hmm. in terms of you know, growth of the business. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And uh, I, I want to kind of uh, understand the, the product a little better. So like uh, the initial business was to build websites and then put banners no, no, no. in it. And... No, initial business was not building website. Hmm. People were working with the website owners. Okay. Taking space from them, and uh, hmm. so we only had a technology to provide the mats in real time. Hmm. Hmm. So they put a code, embed that into their site. Hmm. Just the way, very very similar to how Google AdSense work. Right, right. Okay. We had a code for mobile sites. Hmm. Hmm. We'll put it up, and based on uh, the device type, location, time, hmm. our system will serve an ad. Hmm. And, uh, for every hundred dollars what we make hmm. we'll be taking 30 to 35 percent of that share of the revenue hmm. Hmm. Remaining will go in the hands of publisher hmm. Hmm. okay and then once uh, people started launching mobile specific sites then you essentially started offering the same thing on mobile sites and probably on mobile apps also correct correct because of your yeah, philosophy remains same but yeah little bit technicality gets changed Hmm. And experience hmm. for sure. 
Okay, okay. So how did you uh, acquire inventory? Like, uh, was it like self sign up and like people would discover you and sign up or did you have like a team which was reaching out to places that were getting traffic and telling them that use our advertising platform, you know, like how did that, uh, in, because I guess this is essentially inventory led business, right? Like if you have the inventory, then the advertisers will automatically come. Correct. So it was both. So hmm. we did have a self-serve interface, hmm. but the business actually had, if not 80, 20, 70, 30, 30% hmm. of your publishers will be 70% of your business. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so we had a, we had a BD team hmm. who was hmm. going after these publishers hmm. Hmm. to get these deals in place. Hmm. 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 And, and of which, like the, the first few, I guess you would have personally gone yes. out to, because I can see on LinkedIn that you were head of business development. So, so this team, which was going out, acquiring publishers and, this was all built by you only. Correct. That was my day job. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how was that shift like for you from being a techie to being a, you know, being in a sales role in a way? Yeah, to start with, it was not uh, super easy. Hmm. At the same time, you know, you figure it out. So maybe the upbringing and then maybe the, IIT system which uh, teaches you and I would hmm. say when I, I will not just give undue credit to the college hmm. but hmm. you figure it out I think when you are an entrepreneur hmm. only thing you know and you learn and you get better at is to figure things out right 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 true. things happen with us as well with me as well personally hmm. starting selling to our partners in India to global customers hmm. started learning that trick and mm. when you deal with folks in Indonesia and in London, in UK, mm. in Germany, in Japan. Mm. So, yeah, you start to learn all of those things. So uh, tell, tell me about your learnings on how to do enterprise sales. You know, like, like what, what, if someone new joined Immobi and you had to give them your wisdom of how to do enterprise sales, what would it be? I think it's not a cookie cutter answer because mm. it's different for different segments. Mm. Mm. But in our case, uh, the value proposition was uh, reasonably straightforward. Mm. That, you know what? I am going to make money for you. Mm. Mm. Second interesting thing that unlike right now, mm. back then there were not many mobile first or mobile only publishers. Mm. Mm. So everyone had some kind of website mm. it's for desktop. Hmm. They were transitioning or adding their mobile sites also. Hmm. They knew, okay, this is what monetization means. Hmm. Hmm. And after that, uh, you know, you do talk about ad quality, ad formats, how hmm. much they will make. Hmm. Uh, so I will not trivialize that it was easy. Hmm. At the same time, uh, you know, and we were the only, you know, there were not many companies. Hmm. We had the advantage of we being the only game in town. Hmm. Uh, and uh, second thing is you're making money for them. Hmm. And even from an advertiser perspective, that's other customer segment uh, we were chasing. Hmm. So they also were like, okay, I'm hearing a lot about mobile advertising. Hmm. Tell me what do I do? So hmm. we will consult them and, and they will say, okay, uh, I will allocate X percentage of my marketing budget for mobile advertising. Hmm. So yeah, so market uh, knew what is digital digital advertising. Hmm. Hmm. That he helped us uh, in a in a manner. Hmm. And both that, yeah, a lot of things you figure out. I, I don't know, I answer your question. Why, why wouldn't someone uh, just sign up with Google? Why would they sign up with Inmobi? Was it because Google didn't operate in that territory? They did not. Have a, yeah, they did not have a good sales presence. Okay. So business is all about ad dollars, hmm. Hmm. and hmm. you know, and the ad dollars were local. Hmm. Hmm. So the, Publishing inventory was global, but ad dollars were local. Mm, mm, so mm. that's why, you know, anyone who is doing a good job on uh, bringing the right ad dollar mm, will probably mm. have a little bit better advantage. And also, uh, agency business, they value, uh, you know, touch and feel. Mm, right. So they know they can talk to someone. Mm, mm. Thing. And to give it to our team also, we were doing a good job on that. Mm, we were mm. 
So from a Google's perspective, they were live in 50 countries. Hmm. We were live in like two or three countries. So hmm. our level of execution was beating them. Hmm. 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 And that was the case that, you know, we were doing this business in the U.S. on day one. Hmm. Certainly we would have been killed. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Uh, we would have, uh, you know, inferior product. And also, you know, not for great length and breadth of hmm our relationships with both sides. Hmm. 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 Okay. Okay. And uh, so I can see that you eventually became the US head. Uh, so like you decided to take on Google head on. Yeah, I think that's a that's a difficult uh, and, and complex statement to make. <laughs> <laughs> the US uh, has been in Mobi's uh, largest revenue region hmm. uh, after China, you know, I think after that it's China. Hmm. And, uh, you know, we basically saw that we, uh, our market share uh, can get actually much better. And while we had a head of US or North America region, hmm. but uh, somewhere the team felt that the level of attention and love and care they need, hmm. uh, uh, they were not getting it. So among uh, the founders, we decided that, you know, one of us should move there mm-hmm. so that we get stability, uh, at least sense of stability, mm-hmm. and also up-level the team. Mm-hmm. So uh, I actually, when I went there, I had to let go a few people uh, who were not performing and more importantly, their mindset was not right mm-hmm. and uh, hired a leadership team, built the team. Uh, who were passionate, who wanted to give fight to Facebook and Google. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you needed that energy. Mm-hmm. I, uh, so I did that. Mm-hmm. And along with that, I also started another uh, product called Glance, mm-hmm. uh, which is, uh, uh, which is, which was trying to figure out a business model with telcos as well as with carrier, with the headset manufacturers. So uh, I was wearing two hats uh, back then. So t- tell me about Glance. Like, uh, what what exactly was it that you launched? Certainly. So Glance is a is a platform for lock screen hmm. uh, for any Android phone. You know, there's a lock screen hmm. where you when you switch on the phone, you uh, see the lock screen, and then you log in and basically you you put up your password and you get into hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Rather than me showing you a boring lock screen, mm-hmm. we basically came uh, came up with this idea of putting life to that lock screen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you buy, for example, Samsung or Xiaomi phone in India, mm-hmm. they come pre-built with that product. Okay, so you are being shown uh, interesting news, fun, entertainment, motivation. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Lot, so it's kind of a wallpaper, but. It is uh, very contextual and it's very, mm. uh, very rich, very feature rich. Mm, 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 so mm. Uh, that product also became uh, very, very big. In fact, uh, three months ago, Google invested uh, a large sum of, uh, bench, you know, uh, equity money. Mm, so that mm. also by the way, unicorn. Mm, mm, so mm, decided to make that product a separate company, mm. and uh, investment happened uh, in that company also. Hmm. Okay. Okay. But uh, how, how did you acquire uh, users for this? Then was it uh, through OEM tie-ups or it was through OEM tie-ups? Okay. So it was a B two B two C model. Hmm. And what made you uh, uh, take this bet that you need to build something like Glance? Yeah. Like you know, w- what was the insight that uh, you were chasing here? Certainly. So it is actually now linking with your Google problem, hmm. a Google point where. We were like, okay, Google has access to 1.5 billion people hmm. or devices. Hmm. Mobi also has the same number of uh, you know devices we see on our network hmm. through publishers, though. But the depth, so advertising business, there are two things that actually give you or make you a winner. Hmm. First, first that how much is the share of time of user you hmm. control hmm. from a media consumption perspective. Hmm. The second important element is that how deeply you you know the user, hmm. right? Hmm. So Facebook and Google back then, 
they were uh, taking almost 20 to 25 minutes of daily usage time across mm-hmm. the properties mm-hmm. and that's the reason they were very powerful mm-hmm. because the type of targeting they can allow and type of ad formats they can do mm-hmm. is significantly different than you know inmobi was doing mm-hmm. so you know one part that, that you try to make a service which is like facebook youtube etc mm-hmm. the second part was that okay you know how do we because making those b2c property is not easy hmm. you you need to come up with a value proposition which may may not happen hmm. also hmm. you have a large and very meaty uh, you know depth in terms of hmm. usage and data hmm. Hmm. and we decided that okay you know where this data is going to uh, get accommodated and where do you get the maximum time hmm. so i think after some thinking it was very evident that in this entire mobile internet hmm. uh, value creation has actually happened for the app players as well as the os or the mm. ecosystem mm. providers but these handset manufacturers they basically have been beaten down because mm. the average selling price has only gone down mm. and the mm. margins have only shrunk the mm. hardware mm. and you might have seen even apple's uh, latest earning report mm. where the profit pool actually has now lopsided in the mm. favor of app store Hmm. hmm. Right. Hardware has not gone up in last hmm. ten years. Hmm. Hmm. So hmm. this was the learning, and hmm. that led us to we going to likes of Samsungs and Xiaomi's and Oppos and Vivos, hmm. who understood that okay, yeah, they need to also make some uh, value hmm. uh, in this entire mobile internet. Hmm. They do. They don't understand the content. They don't understand advertising or, for that matter, any form of. Uh, paid and promoted media mm-hmm. and where we came handy so mm-hmm. uh, when we presented that oh this is a consumer value proposition mm-hmm. we will be building uh, a consumer habit and then sometime those those content pieces can also have uh, a commercial angle mm-hmm. we will make sure that the commercial uh, angle is uh, is a secondary point mm-hmm. what you want to do is create a value for the customer mm-hmm. uh, log screen Mm. and uh, they loved the idea mm. and uh, we built on that and we got almost every major uh, handset manufacturer mm. to sign up for that mm. okay okay mm. okay okay but so this became a way for them to make their low cost phones uh, like give them a stream of revenue like for years after the sale happened in a way did not do that because i said that you were doing that commercial intent messages only only that much hmm. uh, for example amazon came up with a phone hmm. which they were selling you for cheaper price in yeah. fact you got a tablet hmm. uh, you know where you can say that okay i will see ads hmm. and in turn you will have 50 dollars off hmm. yeah yeah hmm. we have not done that at least no one has done that in india hmm. primary reason is also because india the arpus of the ad dollars are not very high hmm. Hmm. so the money you can make per user in the us and in india hmm. Hmm. then it's 1 to 10 hmm. Hmm. right it was, it, it was not worth it hmm. but okay. at the same time uh, they understood that there's a value hmm. in fact it's being sold as a feature is a strong feature for all of these guys Mm-hmm. yeah they are happy about it and they also make money sometimes mm-hmm. okay but but the money currently is not very significant <laughs> is what i would say it is it's it's decent and mm-hmm. same time it is not big enough the way us can give you a subsidy of 50 mm-hmm. dollar mm-hmm. won't have that level of uh, advertising goodness mm-hmm. yeah Okay, so uh, this was like uh, essentially an experiment that scaled up. What were the ex- other experiments that you would have run at Inmobi? I, I imagine that they, you know, like any other tech startup, there would have been a culture of trying out a lot of things. So, as a company, Inmobi did many things, hmm. uh, but uh, me individually only, I led this part. Okay, so, because I was uh, busy with business side and hmm. only. you know only during my last two and a half years with the company mm. i really owned this product vision to execution uh, mm. but at the company level uh, in mobi tried uh, 
uh, you know, some products later. <coughs> some was also a commerce discovery platform we tried. Hmm. So, yeah, you know, innovation was in the DNA. Hmm, 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 hmm. Uh, you know, you know, we tried multiple things. Hmm. Uh, and some of them worked, some of them did not work, as it hmm. happened. If you like to hear stories of founders, then we have tons of great stories from entrepreneurs who have built billion-dollar businesses. Just search for the Founder Thesis Podcast on any audio streaming app like Spotify, Ghana, Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to the show. So just like my 30-year promise to myself, I had a 40 years promise to myself. Okay, okay. <laughs> that I will be retiring. Uh, although when I started, you know, turning mm. the, uh, I realized that that's not something I will actually enjoy doing. Mm. At the same time, uh, I did ask myself and some of my mentors, mm. and I realized that I want to do something for the social impact. Okay. And this itch of me uh, led to thinking about uh, Yulu, because mm. uh, in Mobi actually. Uh, it was a very different setup. Mm. Uh, we did have an opportunity to make something for social impact, mm. but that would be done out of CSR, not as a as a company's vision. Mm. Mm. So yeah, I I thought about it. I thought if I don't do it, and if uh, then maybe I'll regret when I turn fifty. Uh, but uh, uh, so this was the thinking. So that led me to think about Yulu, and then. Uh, I was very lucky and fortunate to get a very amazing co-founding team. Hmm. So kind of believed and believed in that vision. So hmm. we came together. So you wanted to do social impact. Uh, why did you narrow down on specifically like a short distance commute? Yeah. So the pain point I wanted to solve or we wanted to solve was uh, reduced traffic congestion. Okay. To improve the air air quality mm. and the solution part of that uh, became what we are doing we mm. think that is probably uh, one of the path to solve for that problem mm. or two problems why i chose uh, uh, mobility uh, primary reason was that this is these two problems impact me and my friends and my family mm. it cuts across uh, gender age your financial status, religion, hmm. so, you know, irrespective, you you will get stuck in the traffic, hmm. uh, no matter how fancy is your car, hmm. and, uh, you know, to breathe the same air, hmm. no matter how, how whatever you are. Hmm. Hmm. So there are problems in India which uh, you can skirt, you can have your way, hmm. uh, but there are problems which you have to be part of, or you are hmm. part. Of. So I to pick up something which is, as I said, impacting me and my friends and family, hmm. so that I am reminded of that vision every day. Okay, okay. And uh, like, did you have uh, global examples uh, which you saw and then decided this is how you should do it? You know, like what helped you form your uh, product vision? Yeah. So luckily, there was some work happening in China. Hmm. And also in the U.S., hmm. so uh, there was some early, uh, you know, built out of the of your own thinking that okay, this is how the solution will look like. Hmm. Hmm. However, uh, that copy paste uh, did not work or has not worked generally in India. Hmm. So you have to figure out something for India, hmm. Hmm. and this is what happened with us as well. Hmm. We did start with uh, using pedal bicycle, where there was an IoT. Uh, mm. where you can locate the bike, open it mm. using an app. But mm. the bicycle was only solving for, you know, limited use cases. And when we had this ambition of moving millions of people to sustainable mobility, mm. then, uh, cities like Delhi, Bombay, every city where the, the, the weather condition is not on your side. Mm. And even Bangalore, like after two kilometers, a person who is commuting for work, Mm. They were not uh, willing to pedal, mm. mm-hmm. and in this case was more of uh, you know healthcare or, or fitness on the weekend. Mm. Mm-hmm. We were not fascinated with uh, you know reducing calorie, 
Mm. Or, you know, we were fascinated with reducing pollution mm. and in traffic congestion. Mm. So we needed them to use Yulu for their daily commute. Mm. And this year, we started working on the electric mobility part, which was also ticking out of the boxes. So mm. instead okay. of pedaling, you know, you have a small battery mm. which is uh, giving you all the power mm. to move forward. The product, uh, what we have chosen, is also legally a bicycle. So it is okay. just a bicycle, very simple product. Mm-hmm. Just a, a driving license or any complexity. Mm-hmm. It's simple to ride and our claim to fame is uh, that anyone who has done any two wheels in their lifetime mm-hmm. can ride that product in less than 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter in what stage of life you were able to balance two wheels and you mm. can drive mm-hmm. Super cool, super easy product, good for women, good for even senior citizens. Mm. And really, youngsters love it. So, uh, you know, they, they they have no hassle experience. So they find you lose uh, in front of their college, offices, mm. homes, metros. So wherever you think that people are moving, mm. we are able to create our parking spots we call them Yulu zones. Mm. Uh, they can pick our bike from those those places uh, using Yulu app, and then mm. just have to drop it back at one of our network parking areas. Mm. Typically, is close to their uh, their destination. Okay, so uh, I, I I have like multiple questions to understand this better. Like you know, so Inmobi was like a tech play where you probably did not need to bother with things like government licensing and permissions and stuff like that. Whereas this, I imagine even to launch with simple cycles, uh, there must have been a, a lot of government hurdles to cross, right? Like, like how, how did you cross those hurdles? Did you need some sort of permission to offer cycles on rent and also the the parking spaces? Like how did you acquire those parking spaces? Like how did you get this off the ground? Sure. So, uh, actually, technical answer is because of bicycles. Hmm. Um, there is actually no technical, technically no requirement hmm. for okay. you for you to take any permission. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, if you remember in your childhood, I don't know if you have rented a bicycle. No. Uh, I I did. That's how I learned my bicycle. Okay. Okay. That did not need to have a permission from the city authorities. He just doing hmm. his best. But what we realize that, you know, working with government is very, very important. Mm. They are the one who is going to support you, mm. Mm. give you, uh, you know, spaces for uh, parking, and they will also help you with awareness creation. Mm. And this mm. is where, uh, you know, one of our co-founders, mm. uh, whose name is R.K. Mishra, mm. he's actually, you know, he's, he's, he's a pro, you know, is a pro in this policy making, working with government, etc. Okay, okay. So, so that's how we basically started building all of that, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we went to the cities, Bangalore and Pune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that this is what we want to do. This is what we have done in terms of our own product, mm-hmm. and we got a lot of encouragement and support from the city authorities, mm-hmm. and that's how the journey started. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And uh, like to get this off the ground, did you first uh, take permissions and uh, get the government relationships in place or did you just build an app, get some cycles and launch it in one city or, you know, like, like tell me about that. Uh... Yeah. So we actually chose the second part. Hmm. Only difference was that we were not launching at a city level. We launched it at a, in, in a section of a pin code. Okay. So there's mm. an area in Belendur mm. called mm. Eco Space, Eco World. Mm. So we basically put 100 bikes in that area mm. uh, on day one. We got mm. permission from uh, RMZ. So mm. they were very supportive mm. and they gave us spaces. And then people who were working there, they saw those blue colored bikes mm. and they started uh, scanning the QR code. Mm. And everything was very simple and easy. Mm-hmm. And after maybe a month or so, we were already in touch with the city authorities. Mm-hmm. And by then, we also got invited from uh, city of Pune. Okay. 
there was a very very uh, dynamic and progressive uh, uh, officer who was responsible for the overall mobility of the city mm-hmm. so in bangalore and like so in pune and like bangalore mm. we actually got permission on day one okay and then we started in bangalore we started because everything was happening in parallel to be very honest mm-hmm. uh, bangalore took maybe another month or so to figure things out mm. so the business plan that how it should work mm-hmm. but uh, i must say that we were very fortunate to get all the support from the city authorities and the parking spaces were provided by the city authorities so it's a combination there's okay. there are there are spaces provided by the city authorities which hmm. is provided by the metro hmm. uh, you know your your real estate developers who will give you spaces in front of their tech park and, and these are like paid by you or like it's a uh, like a infrastructure for them to offer mobility to their users uh, you can say that a large portion of that they don't charge uh, hmm. any money okay then is they also see that it is their role or hmm. it is their contribution to make our cities better hmm hmm okay okay and uh, like how did you fund this you know because you would have had to purchase the bikes and like this is fairly asset heavy and like say uber which doesn't need to purchase any cars here all of these bikes were purchased by you only i guess yeah yeah so uh we actually raised venture capital money hmm. we raised approximately uh 7 million dollar hmm. uh, in our seed funding hmm. and we were able to buy these assets okay the okay. part is uh, while we have to pay money for the asset hmm. customer acquisition cost for us has been zero so okay. like uber and ola hmm. they are asset light but they have to spend a bomb hmm. now building this marketplace Mm-hmm. I give a lot of discounts and 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 acquire customer cost amount. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the choice of the business model A versus B. Mm-hmm. Net, net, yeah, you do need to raise 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 some capital to build the business. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And uh, what is like the unit economics of this? Like, how much does a bike cost you? And how much do you earn from a bike over its lifetime and what is the lifetime of a bike and you know can you talk about stuff like that yes yeah, some of the numbers for sure hmm. so in terms of the bike cost uh, currently you know we uh, we are spending approximately 50000 rupees hmm. uh, per bike hmm. that inclusive of uh, you know the batteries the extra batteries hmm. uh we we use swappable battery technology where bunch of batteries are always under charging operation mm-hmm. also the infrastructure which we have built for charging station mm-hmm. so and we believe that this pricing will come down to around 30000 rupees okay. within a couple of years mm-hmm. and the primary reason is that we have a strategic tie with bajaj who mm-hmm. is trying to make everything in india mm-hmm. so currently we have to import some components actually a lot of the component from outside of india hmm. especially and batteries i guess because i don't think it battery is also from india okay. the cell come from uh, outside of india actually japan hmm. Hmm. so uh, there are basically a uh, lot of external dependencies hmm. and we think that in next 2 years as a country we will be in a very very good stage hmm. to indigenize all of this hmm. so the cost will come down to below 30000 rupees Mm-hmm. so that's one part of the equation and then uh, we are currently charging our customers on the basis of time mm-hmm. uh, so we charge uh, 5 rupees to start and then uh, depending on the city uh, per minute charge of 1, 1 rupee 50 paisa or 2 rupees mm-hmm. okay charge mm-hmm. then uh, these bikes actually are good for 3 uh, and 1/2 to 4 years Okay. in the usage condition hmm. in the form of shared mobility hmm hmm okay 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 got it okay and uh, you know what is the uh, number of bikes you have out on the road right now and you know how, how has that grown over the last one or two years certainly so our journey with respect to electric mobility is now uh, close to uh, 2 years little bit 
more than two years. Mm-hmm. And we have 10,000 electric vehicles. Okay. That makes us uh, the largest electric mobility company in India. Okay. Okay. And this number has grown. So if I talk about pre-corona, mm. back in February 2020, mm. we had 4,000 uh, assets. Okay. And by uh, September time frame, we had 10,000 of them. So, so we have, you, you actually grew during the lockdown? Yes, we grew uh, in terms of the fleet, in terms of the revenue. So our uh, our revenue grew 2.5x, hmm. our profitability grew 3x. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, a good portion of basically leverage in our business comes from the density. Hmm. So hmm. As we were growing, hmm. we were also going denser. Hmm. And density basically got our profitability also to jump to 3x hmm. from hmm. our pre-corona numbers. Hmm. So we were the only company who was who was showing growth and improvement in our metrics. So, this sounds a little counterintuitive. I, I would have guessed that uh, people would not be traveling due to the lockdown and uh, the numbers would have come down. So what is the reason for this? Yeah, so so what happened that uh, while the cities were under lockdown or there was some open up or, 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 or lockdown both, hmm. but there always be someone or the other who was on the road. Yeah. Uh, that is one and the problem was that, uh, you know, not everyone in India has a, has a vehicle. In mm. fact, 80% of the people in India don't have any vehicle. Mm, mm, mm. And they need to use some public mode of transportation. Mm. And Yulu became the safest mode to commute mm. because there was no passenger or driver. Right, right. right. So, social distancing is like built in. Bang mm. Mm-hmm. So we gained significant amount of market share mm-hmm. for people who were earlier uh, using group mobility in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. And while the top of the funnel shrunk, mm-hmm. the the movement what we got from other uh, buckets of mobility that actually compensated. What do you mean by this statement? Sorry, can you just so for example, earlier say hundred people were on the road, mm-hmm. but because of Corona, people started working from home. Hmm. Hundred number became thirty. Hmm. Right. Earlier, out of hundred people who were on the road, hmm. only five people were using us. Hmm. Hmm. But when it became thirty-five, hmm. then that thirty-five, uh, you know, out of that 50% five percent of them were. Yeah. So we were basically having seven or eight people who were using us. Hmm. Hmm. So we basically got net addition of users hmm. significantly high. Our hmm. usage per per user per month went up by forty percent. Hmm. They were not only using it, but they were using even more. Hmm. Same thing happened with our ARPUs, monthly ARPUs. Hmm. Because of the higher usage, our monthly ARPU also shot up by almost 40%. Hmm. Hmm. And, uh, we were basically uh, a net gain uh, from this situation. Hmm. Hmm. And, uh, this is not the only company, by the way, not the only company in India, basically hmm. in the world. Our, hmm. There are a lot of uh, global peers, what Yulu has got. Hmm. We also saw the similar amount of goodness in their mm-hmm. respective businesses. Mm-hmm. 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 So this concept of self-driven electric two-wheeler, uh, you know, which you can use for moving around the city, mm-hmm. became a global phenomena, successful phenomena during pandemic time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, how much do you currently earn per bike? Like, if you are at liberty to share. I, I told you my 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 pricing equation. So typically, mm-hmm. one of our trips will give us uh, close to 40 bucks, 35 to 40 bucks. And then we made multiple trips per bike. Got it. And uh, help me understand the competitive landscape, like uh, Bounce and Vogo are your competitors here. So what is the difference between uh, you and Bounce and Vogo? Or like, you know, what are, uh, just, if you can help under, uh, help our listeners understand that landscape? Certainly. So first of all, uh, we actually don't see uh, either of Bounce or Vogue as a competition. So we okay. are uh, a category on its own. Uh, I think we compete probably more with an auto rickshaw and walking hmm. rather than Bounce and Vogue. Why is that? And the reason is, you know, for example, when you look at, let's say, a four-wheeler space, hmm. if you count uh, Meru uh, and that uh, the typical taxi and, and Uber with the same lengths, Hmm, no. Is Meru and Uber same? 
No, no, no. Yeah, Meru has their own uh, vehicle. Basically, Meru is a fleet operator in a way, no, right? Not hmm. even for business model, but also the customer segment they are targeting the way they are hmm. serving. Hmm. So, hmm. talk about Vogo. Hmm. So, Vogo, first of all, uh, you know, they have petrol scooters, hmm. uh, which is being taken up by people who are gig workers. Okay. They go to Vogo station, hmm. they take the scooter and they deliver food or they deliver something. Right. Hmm. Hmm. So, now the 80 to 90% of their TG look like. Hmm. Hmm. Bounce uh, is a mixed bag hmm. where a portion of their vehicles will be used just like Vogo. Also, there will be people who are uh, skipping the uh, the mid mile. So, someone who would have taken, let's say, a bus mm. uh, or, or something else, mm. they would have taken bounce. Mm. Usually, at the same time, we basically are uh, first of all pure electric. Mm. Second thing, our uh, solution set is more optimized for the short distances. Mm. Mm. So our average distance, for example, in Bangalore is around four kilometer. Mm. Same thing for bounce is eight or nine. Okay. And the number for Bobo is around 12, 13 kilometers. Okay. So, okay. yeah, both, all of us are using two wheelers as a firm factor. Hmm. Hmm. But hmm. the business model and the TG is very different. Hmm. 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 Okay. So, and then there will be some overlap, so don't get me wrong. So, hmm. we will have some 10, 15% overlap uh, with everyone. But at core, hmm. we are the solution for first mile, last mile. Hmm. Hmm. Where someone has to go for a short distance, hmm. Hmm. and uh, yeah, so we are very specific. So if you look at the mobility landscape, hmm. so it's called multimodal uh, hmm. transportation or multimodal mobility of a city. So hmm. we work with public transportation. Hmm. We complement to their journeys hmm. Hmm. rather than fighting with them or competing with them. Hmm. Like where the metro ends is where. If someone can pick up a that's, a reason, that's the reason we have been given spaces at metro station, bus stations. Hmm. So they see us as the part of the solution hmm. and not uh, as a competition. Hmm. Hmm. And that's yeah. what the vision we have got. Hmm. We have uh, uh, no 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 wish of replacing metro rides or, or bus rides. We hmm. want to we want more and more people to take uh, public transportation so that city can get decongested. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is our vision. Okay. Why did you choose a docked approach? Like, you know, that people uh, pick up from a dock and drop it off at a dock? Yeah, a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, when you are letting people drop it anywhere, they will actually leave it at all random places, mm-hmm. which not only increases the theft and vandalism, mm-hmm. but also operationally, it is supremely difficult to manage. Right. And last but not the least, uh, the city citizens also do not like it. Hmm. Because then uh, someone will leave it at my gate, at my park. Right. Hmm. Hmm. So there's a huge backlash hmm. across the globe, uh, hmm. you know, where this kind of model did not work. Hmm. In fact, China, which was known to be the pioneer of this dockless concept, hmm. even now they are basically moving towards the concept of these are the designated zone areas. Hmm. Hmm. You, you are basically allowed to be uh, parking the vehicles there. Hmm. Hmm. I, I don't know if you have been to China, hmm. but many places you will see a board that, oh, shared bikes are, are not allowed because okay. they will leave it in random places. Hmm. 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 It's, a, it's a menace. It's a pain. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. 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 So what is the, uh, you know, what, what do you think are the tech drivers for this going ahead? Are you looking at like you know, bringing in uh, self-driving into this, or you know, you know w- what are you focusing on as the key tech drivers to make the product experience and the customer experience better? So, you know, our product is self-driving, so hmm. yeah, it's not cool <laughs> because human is driving. But yeah. I think yeah. it's a very practical answer uh, yeah. with, with our cultural uh, aspects as well as infrastructure. Hmm. Uh, but as far as the technology is concerned. You know, we look at technology not by the the zero and one, which is mm. coding. Mm. For us, a great vehicle is also a, a, an engineering marvel, right? Mm. So mm. we have a lot of work going on in making sure that the vehicle itself is basically very safe, mm. comfortable, durable. Mm. So a lot mm. of work 
happens on that. Most of them work on the hardware side with mm. this IoT. So mm-hmm. uh, the the unit that makes vehicle smart vehicle mm. is also done by Yulu. So we have the IP. Okay. Charging station, for example, is also one unique product we have created. Mm-hmm. We are able to place them at mom and pop store. Mm-hmm. And we have built our own private charging network, okay. which comes in like one of its own kind in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just requires a 15 ampere plug. So that mm-hmm. is also our own innovation and our own work. Okay. The work we have been doing on the software stack side, mm-hmm. where a very high quality deep tech work happening uh, mm-hmm. using. ml in ai hmm. for operational efficiency purpose so our business model is to make sure that we have the bike at the right time at the right place hmm. and to make that happen hmm. you basically leverage technology hmm. and, uh, when you say placement is one thing that okay this bike is at that yulu zone but hmm. does it have a charge battery is it in good shape to use hmm. there's a lot of operations that hmm. happens under the hood where mm-hmm. you as a customer you come out of your building mm-hmm. you know with high degree of predictability that there will be yulus waiting for me mm-hmm. if i can they will work mm-hmm. i will have present right and mm-hmm. then i give it and something mm-hmm. else will happen so mm-hmm. when that happens in the in the background mm-hmm. it is all driven through technology and there's a serious amount of ai and ml operational uh, mm-hmm. excellence that happens under mm-hmm. the hood so you actually like move bikes around every night like to the places which would be optimum in terms of the demand to pick up and like yeah so first of all we don't have to move uh, every push every bike because mm-hmm. it's always a natural movement yes so on a given day we will be moving maybe 10% of our asset okay uh, to the to maximize our yield mm-hmm. there are places where there is a lot of demand but mm-hmm. supply position is low and by mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do. Uh, we basically have a way to move them, mm-hmm. and it happens twenty four plus seven, not just the night time. Okay, okay, okay. And your uh, AI ML tools would also tell you about predictive maintenance, like when something needs to be maintained or needs to be. Okay. So they tell me that these many bikes needs to be moved from this spot to that spot. Mm-hmm. Tell me that uh, this vehicle uh, is is going to run out of charge. Mm-hmm. The vehicle requires this preventive maintenance, mm-hmm. and certainly the reactive maintenance because the customer will flag it. So mm-hmm. yeah, all uh, you know this is all machine driven. Mm-hmm. What route to take to do these ten tasks in what mm-hmm. sequence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whether someone did that or not. Mm-hmm. Interesting pieces uh, which is being done through technology. Mm-hmm. Super interesting and. Uh, how responsible are customers uh, you know do you face vandalism issues or theft issues and i mean you know india is like a low trust economy low trust country so th- does that happen a lot or like what percentage do you see that yeah so what theft and vandalism rate is 0.6% okay uh, is lowest in the world uh, hmm. the is average is 3 okay and, uh, we actually have cracked this problem by a very unique india centric playbook what is that a uh, large portion of that is actually driven because of the fact that it is dock to dock okay that is one very important point hmm. Hmm. Uh, and then we have our own ways to manage the situation we have our own private bike marshals hmm. uh, you can have our own private police uh, okay so some interesting stuff on that now from a customers uh, you know vandalism or, or misuse perspective the biggest uh, uh, you know non compliance for pc is that they actually leave vehicle not at yulu zone but mm. they be leaving it away from yulu zone mm-hmm. and 80 to 90% of the time it is actually not by intention but it is not intentional mm. and reason being that uh, and particularly in bangalore where uh, you know other company uh, decided to do dockless So they were confused that oh, but I can leave this vehicle anywhere. Okay. It's only for the new guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they do that, the portion of new guys sometimes they do it. Then mm-hmm. uh, we basically give them a warning. Mm-hmm. After that, we start putting penalty. So mm-hmm. they also basically get uh, on the right track. 
Hmm. 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 The learning and evolution rather than the bad intent. Hmm. The bad hmm. intent sometimes do happens from people who are not our users. Hmm. So they will come and sometimes they will kick the bike. They will do some damage. Hmm. But uh, instances of that is actually handful. You can count on fingers. Okay, amazing. The user zones are on the visible places. Hmm. Uh, they also know that they do something wrong with the bike. Hmm. We will actually know somehow, like we have a way. Then hmm. they will be in trouble, and hmm. we make sure that uh, they are in trouble. So as a company, hmm. uh, we have done a, an amazing job in in compliance. Hmm. So. there will be receive you know uh, some some con- you know consequences of you doing something wrong with with us mm-hmm. okay amazing uh, 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 have you had cases where customers have just like taken the bike home yeah many times okay so then your uh, iot would track yeah. the bike and you, you would have to send somebody or yeah many times <laughs> Okay. Okay. Sometimes by intention, sometimes not by intention. Hmm. So they don't know what what they need to do. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. New service. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I, if you ask me that, do do we have a problem with customers' intention? Hmm. That will be the last thing in our in our bucket. Hmm. 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 Okay. Okay. So, what is your uh, plan to retire now like do you have uh, like a time frame that at this age i will actually retire or you will never retire i feel i feel on that promise so i don't want to come okay you will kill me <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 so that was amit gupta telling us about yulu bike if you like to know more about this venture please log on to yulu dot bike you like the founder thesis podcast then do check out our other shows on subjects like marketing technology career advice books and drama visit the podium dot in that is t h e p o d i u m dot i n for a complete list of all our shows This episode of Founder Thesis podcast is brought to you by Long Haul Ventures. Long Haul Ventures is the long haul partner for founders and startups that are building for the long haul. More about them is at www.longhaulventures.com.